Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hey, Rethink Life Church family, it's Pastor Rodney. And on this Memorial Day weekend, we want to take just a moment and we want to honor those who have gone before us. We want to say thank you to the men and the women who have sacrificed and laid down their lives for our freedom. We could not be more thankful for the pathway that they have helped pave for our lives so that we can enjoy the amazing country that we live in called the United States of America. And we're grateful for their freedom. We're also grateful for all the men and the women who are currently serving in all of our armed forces. We want you to know we love you, we're praying for you, and we honor you on this Memorial Day weekend. Now today, my wife Michelle and I are not here, obviously. However, we have been celebrating 30 years of marriage. It's hard to believe three decades of being together. God has certainly blessed and we're believing the best is yet to come. But you have a very special treat today. You have the opportunity to hear our Next Steps director and our youth director. His name is Steve Guzman. And if you have not had the opportunity to meet him personally, I hope that you'll have that opportunity today after the service. Can I just say today is his first opportunity to actually bring a message especially here at Rethink Life Church. And so would you do me a favor today? Would you give him the confidence that he needs, give him the encouragement that he needs, and the affirmation that he needs today as he comes on stage by simply giving him a round of applause. Let's put our hands together for Steve Guzman as he brings today's message to us. Hi, everybody. Good morning. And like Pastor Rodney said, my name is Steve Guzman. I am super honored and excited to be here with you all this morning. Hey, real quick, I want to give a shout out to our pastors. They are celebrating their 30th year anniversary. They're in Colorado having a good time. And can we just go crazy for them in the chat this morning? Congratulations on your 30-year anniversary. We love you guys. We hope you have a blast there in Colorado. But hey, we have been in a great series so far called We Is Greater Than Me. And we've already two weeks in. This is the third week here today. And the first week was all about how we can serve together. Let's serve together. We is greater than me. The second week was we can grow together. And then this week is let's do life together. And so today I get the privilege to be that and bring that word to you guys today. And God has given me a fresh revelation. He has given me something that I'm just super excited to communicate with you all. And before I get into that though, I want to share some stuff. I brought some pictures. Okay. I brought some pictures with me and I want to throw these up on the screen. The first one is going to be a picture of me with my football crew. All right, we, this was our spring training, and uh, these guys made me better every way. We pushed each other, we challenged each other, and we, we helped each other be better. The next one is the one I'm a little bit embarrassed of, was when I was leading worship in high school uh, for our student ministry. I cannot believe what I was wearing. I know my outfit is a little sketchy, but uh, there was a great time there for me as well. They made me better. They surrounded me with encouragement and love and prayer. And then the next one was the parking team. The parking team I got to serve on during my time while I was in college, uh, and it was an incredible time. We got to uh, learn what it was like to, to serve any and everywhere, that you're never above 
anything. You're never above a serve. If you're too small to serve, then you're too small to lead is what I learned there. And then the next one is my HC Ambassador family. Hey, this was a group of people that came together and we were the ambassadors for our college together. And we just we just love to, to gather and to serve together and to make our college better. And then the last one is my family. I am who I am today because of my family. Everybody in this picture here, uh, my grandpa's cropped out for some reason. I couldn't get him in the picture. Uh, but every single person in this photo has helped mark me and help me become a better uh, man and a better person uh, today. And so, so today is all about doing life together. And with that being said, before we get into God's word and receive the message that he has for us today, I just wanna pray over all of us. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you so much for today. God, we thank you for your word. And God, we just open up our hearts to receive what it is that you're gonna teach us today. Lord, we, we have an expectation and Lord, we are, set our eyes and focus on you. And God, we pray that you would give us a fresh revelation and help us to understand how we can do life together. So how many of you have ever done something on your own when it was supposed to be a group project? Have you ever been there? Maybe if you're watching today and you've been through high school or college, you've been through this before where you know you have a group project and everybody's working so slow, but because you wanted to get it done faster, you decide, well, let me just take it on myself. So you put the whole project together, you get, you get all the presentation stuff together, and you present it on your own because your, your group has no idea what they're supposed to do or what they're supposed to say. Maybe you've been through that. Or maybe you're at work and you know you have some projects and deadlines that you're trying to meet and you're trying to meet with people and you figure, you know what, instead of getting everybody involved on the scheduling, it's just better for me to do it alone. And what I wanna talk about today is, you know, if you wanna go fast, go alone. But if you wanna go far, go together. And it's funny because as I was putting this message together, I had a couple of pro athletes put on my heart and put on my mind that I really felt that the Holy Spirit was teaching me through through these three people. And I want to share them with you today. The first one is James Harden. How many of you guys know James Harden? Shout out to all my Houston people uh, who are Houston fans or live in Houston. Uh, James Harden is a pro NBA basketball player. He started his career off at the Oklahoma City Thunder, and he went to the Houston Rockets for a little bit, and now he's playing for the Brooklyn Nets. But I want to talk about his his experience as a Houston Rocket. While he was there at the Houston Rockets, you know, he brought his talents. And you know, the, him and the Houston Rockets organization understood what talents and what he brought to the organization. But what they failed to realize was how the teammates around him, his, his team, his players, his people that he was doing life with, how they helped make him better. And because of that, he never won a championship. And during his Houston Rockets extent. You know, he, he's looking a little better now as a Brooklyn Nets, but during the Houston Rockets experience, time his time there, they never won a championship. And the reason why they never won a championship, and what I want you guys to understand is that you can never win a championship, you can never win at life if you go at it alone. You won't. It's impossible. You will always come up short. You will always feel like I, am, I, I, I just can't arrive to where I'm supposed to be. So we can learn from James Harden in that way. The second person, and most of you guys may know because he's worldwide, he's a worldwide athlete, he's pretty popular, is LeBron James. LeBron James is my personal favorite. He is my GOAT. I learned so much from him as an athlete, as a person. Uh, but LeBron James, what we can learn from him today, he, he's a pro NBA basketball player, for those of you who don't know. He started his career off in the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then he went to the Miami Heat. Shout out Miami Heat. We live in Florida. Come on. And now he's playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. 
And what I realized about LeBron James is that, you see, LeBron understands how important it is to surround himself with people that make up for his weaknesses. So every team that LeBron James has been on, he's been on a team where he is strategically noticing these people that he's surrounding himself with. You know what? I'm not good at this, so I'm going to let them do this. I'm not good at this, so they're going to be a part of this. I'm not good at the three ball, so I'm going to have surround myself with people who are, are good at shooting three ball. LeBron James understood that when he surrounded himself with people that made up for his weaknesses, he's able to be operating in his strength. And what I want us to realize through LeBron James is that when you take care of your weaknesses, you can maximize your strength. I'm going to say that again. When you take care of your strengths, or when you take care of your weaknesses, I'm sorry, you can maximize your strengths. And the last person that came to my mind, that came to my heart, that I really began to learn from, and the Holy Spirit really started to move, was Michael Jordan. Most of you, everyone tuning in today, should know about Michael Jordan. If you don't, I want to encourage you to look up Michael Jordan, because he is the greatest of all time when it comes to basketball. But you see, Michael Jordan understood what it meant to connect, protect, and grow with his team. Michael Jordan understood that, you know what, I am good at what I do, so I'm going to help others be good at what they do. Come on, somebody. I know somebody's starting to gravitate, starting to understand and, and receive the word that God's speaking here already. But Michael Jordan is saying, you know what, I'm going to surround myself with people who have a passion and a heart to grow, who have a passion for the same thing that I have a passion for, and that is to play basketball. And he says, you know what, not only am I going to do my thing, not only am I going to be who God has called me to be, but I'm going to help others become who they need to be, who God has called them to be. And what we can learn from Michael Jordan is this, when we are healthy, we can help make others around us and people in our life healthy. What I want you guys to understand is that there is much to learn from these three guys. From James Harden, we learned that if we live alone, we'll never win in life. From, from LeBron James, we learned that we need to surround ourselves with people who help make us better, who make up for our weaknesses, who help us operate in our strengths. And then what we learned from Jordan is this. We learned that we have to pour into others and help others become who God has called them to be. And so what I want to talk about is how does, how does God's word help us become who we are called to be? How can we learn from Jesus? How can we learn from the passage in the scriptures? And so... You know, the Holy Spirit, as I'm thinking about this idea and I'm putting this message together, the Holy Spirit takes me to Mark chapter 3, verse 13 through 19. And I want to read this to you. It's going to come up on the screen. I want you to write this down. And I want you throughout the week to read that scripture. And then if you can, gain more context and go read the beginning of Mark all the way through the end of Mark. And you know what? If, if you want a different perspective, because Mark is one of the four gospels, if you want a different perspective, go read Matthew. You'll find the same story told a different way. Go re read Mark again. Go read John. Go read Luke, because they're going to have the same story, just a different perspective. And there's so much you can learn from this. But we're going to dive into the book of Mark, chapter 3, verse 13. It says this, Afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain and called out to the ones he wanted to go out with him. And they came to him. Then he appointed 12 of them and called them his apostles. They became his disciples. Those apostles are his disciples. They were to accompany him, and he would send them out to preach, giving them authority to cast out demons. These are the 12 he chose. Simon, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, Thaddeus, Simon, Judas. These 12 people he called to accompany him in life. 
And as I read that scripture, how many of you guys have ever read God, God's word and you were like, whoa, hold up. I got to do a, a double take. Like, like, and I'm not talking about like the double take where you're confused, you know, like when you're reading in the book of Matthew in the beginning, they have the gene- genealogy of, of how Jesus, where he came from and, and you're reading and there's all these names and you're just like so confused when you're reading that passage, you're like, holy cow, what is going on? Like, I got to go back and try to read that again and you read it again and you don't understand it and you read it again and you don't, I'm not talking about that. No, I'm talking about when you read God's word and you're like, whoa, that just spoke to me. Well, that was my revelation. That was, that's my prayer for you guys is when I read that scripture, when you read this scripture, you're going to be like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't ever view it that way. And so for point number one, I wanted to come out of Mark chapter three, verse 13. It says this, the first part of 13, it goes like this. Afterwards, Jesus went up on a mountain. In the chat, at your home, to your dog, to your parents, to your friends, to your sisters, I want you to look at each other real quick and I want you to say, went up. I want you to say, went up. And then now, now look to your, to, to your second choice, your, the ugly option. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. And then say, went up. Because when I read that, the Holy Spirit stopped me right there. And he said, whoa, that's important. Don't just read over that. That Jesus went up on a mountain. And what the Holy Spirit spoke to me, which is point number one, is this. You have to separate. In order to do life together, in order to grow, we is greater than me. Number point number one is separate. And what I when I read this passage, I know what you're thinking right now. It's the same thought I had, which was, what do you mean separate? Because aren't we supposed to be doing life together? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me this word, and I feel like He's speaking it to you guys here today. And He said, No, no, no. Jesus didn't go up the mountain to to separate from the crowd. Jesus went up the mountain so that he could lead the crowd because this is what Jesus understood. And I want all of you guys to understand that Jesus knew that he had to, in order to go up the mountain, he had to get out of the crowd. In order to lead the crowd, he had to give them an opportunity to see where he was. In other words, this, this, this thing right here, and I want you guys to write this down, but it's in order to go up in life, you have to step out in faith. God's calling some of you guys to lead your groups. God's calling some of you guys to lead your families. God's calling some of you guys to lead guys to lead your workplaces. But you won't do that if you're not willing to step up. I am calling everybody here today. Listen, God is telling you, separate yourself from the crowd. And the crowd doesn't have to be people. The crowd could look like distractions in life. The crowd could look out, look like, oh, well, I prioritize workout more than I prioritize what God's calling me to do. The crowd may look like, oh, well, I prioritize work. It's a distraction. Whatever is keeping you from stepping out in faith is what's keeping you from stepping up in life. And I want to challenge you today. In order for you to build healthy relationships and do life together, take a step out of faith so you can step up in life and begin to lead your groups. Begin to surround yourself with people who are going to help make you better. Just as Jesus did, we see here that he went up the mountain. And not only did he go up the mountain, but he called out to the people that were in the crowd. And he said, look, I want these people to accompany me. So as you separate yourself, point number two is this. As you separate yourself, you have to be willing to select people to do life with. Maybe, may, maybe as you step out in faith and you begin to do life with a group, you start a group. You, you, you gather people together and you say, you know what, I got to select people who are going to help make me better. And you know what, the good thing about this point number two that you have to select is this. You may not be ready to separate just yet. 
You may not be ready to lead a group yet. Maybe you're saying, you know what? I can't lead because I'm not healthy. I have so much going on in my life. You guys, it's okay. I am right there with you. I understand. I get it. I feel the same way because that was the same question as I was learning this and the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. I, I, I asked the same question. God, I, sometimes I don't feel ready to lead. And he said, you know what? That's okay. Some of you guys are here today and I'm telling you, it's okay. You don't have to lead. But you do. You should join. You should join. Our church does what we call life groups. And I'm going to tell you more about that here in a minute. We're not just a church of life groups or, or with life groups. We are a church of life groups. We, we, we believe in this because we want to do life together. We want to help. We want to separate. We have leaders that will choose to separate from the cloud and step the crowd and step up and take a step out of faith. And you say, you know what, God, use me. I have a passion for this. I like this. God, use me to bring a, a community of people so I can do life with people. And you know what? They create their groups of people who want to join and select a group. And I want to challenge you to do that. Imagine this. So to go along with point number one, you're, I'm in a crowd. And when I'm in a crowd, you can't really see me. If I'm, a, if I'm here and I'm hiding behind stuff, you can't really see where I am or what I'm doing. But the moment I take a step out of faith, you can see me. And I say, you know what? Hey, come do life with me. It gives the people an opportunity to select a group and come do life with me. So our church has several different groups. And I want to encourage you, get in a group. Don't do life alone. Do life together. And my point to this is, my point for you is this during this point is this, it's that you are only as successful in life as the people you surround yourself with. I'm learning this right now in my life. I'm, I'm trying to surround myself with people that make me better and that help make me go further in life because I don't want to remain where I am. Come on, somebody. Who is right there with me this morning? Right there in the chat, just go crazy. I don't want to remain where I am. Whether you're at home, look to your friend, your family. Say, I don't want to remain where I am. I know we all have a desire to grow in life, and I know we all have a desire to do life together. And so I want to challenge you, select a group. And if you, if you feel like you're ready to lead a group, separate from the crowd. Lead a group. Do life together. Because what I know is this, and this is, is true for my life, and I know it's true for all of us watching today, and that's this. The people you choose to do life with determines the trajectory you are heading. Let that sink in. We're going somewhere. Surround yourself with people who love you. Select a group of people that is going to help you be better. Select a group of people that is going to challenge you, pray for you, lift you up. Point number three is this. Surround. It goes on in that passage to say that they were to accompany him. And the Holy Spirit stopped me right there and he said, that word accompany is so important. You're going to go throughout life and you're going to face obstacles and challenges. You're even going to be tempted to walk away from your vision. But the people you surround yourself with, the people who accompany you are going to say, hey, no, 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 stay focused. Hey, hey, no, 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 don't give up. I'm here with you. I'm fighting with you. I'm fighting for you. Let me remind you what God has called you to be because what I know is this. You cannot do what God has called you to do until you become who God has called you to become. But in order for you to become who he's called you to become, you have to surround yourself with people who are going to help you become. And as you become that person, you'll begin to step in and do what God has called you to do. And so I want to challenge you all. Get in a group. 
Lead a group, get in a group, whatever you got to do to surround yourself with people, to do life together so that you can surround each other and help each other become who we're called to become so that we can do what we're called to do. Because I don't know about you, but I know our church. I know here in Lake Nona that we are called to be a city on a hill and a light that cannot be tamed. I know that we can begin to do life together and help each other become healthy and strong and in love with God and that we can begin to do what God has called us to do and be who God has called us to be. How many people watching here online want to be who God has called you to be? And I know the key. we got to do life together. you got to surround yourself with people that help you be better, that help you become. Imagine this. We're here. We step out of the crowd. We look back on the crowd and we say, hey, come with me. Not only now that they're with you and they're accompanying you, But as you walk throughout life, as they travel from place to place, they're surrounded with protection. They're surrounded with strength. They're strengthening one another. Here's what I, guys, when you commit to being involved in each other's life, we are investing not only in our personal growth, but in our future, not only in our own stuff, but in the people that we're surrounding ourselves with. So don't just do life groups. Don't just make it a one-day thing, one-time-a-week one thing. But do life together. Hey, send each other scriptures. Call one another. Encourage each other. Pray for one another. Ask for prayer. That's the biggest thing I'm learning right now. Ask for prayer because we don't want to ask sometimes. I know it's tough. But surround yourself with people who will do life with you. That is how we grow. That is how we become we is greater than me. That is how we begin to step up in life and begin to grow in our faith. And the last one is this. You have to share. You have to share. Share one another's stories. Share one another's experiences. Share one another's life lessons. Share your group. Invite people to come do life with you. Invite people to come experience the presence of God right there in your group. Invite people. Share your testimony. Listen, there is power in your testimony. God has given you all authority in the scriptures that we read in Mark chapter 3 verse 15. It says this, giving them authority, them being the apostles, the disciples. He gave them authority to go out and speak his word. And so God has given you all authority to share your testimony, to speak God word to strengthen one another because what I know is this that our power is found in Jesus but our strength can be found in each other our power comes from the one and only Jesus Christ himself that we can be strengthened by each other's testimony see when you share your testimony you are strengthening someone to become who they have called to be You're helping someone become who they're supposed to become. You're helping someone discover themselves because the authority that your testimony carries can set someone free from their bondage. Can set someone free from what they're going through. And so we should invite people to come to our life group, to come into our group so that we can share with them what we've been through. And our prayer is this, that they can get better. 
Our prayer is it that they can find freedom. Our prayer is this, that they know that they're surrounded with people who care about them. My prayer is this, that as you're doing life together, that you begin to get better. And as you're doing life with people that are helping you be better, that you get feel called to take a step out in faith so that you can step up in life. Listen, this is the, 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 the circle, so to speak, of what it looks like to do life together. Listen, if you're in a group right now and you say, you know what, I feel like God's called me to lead. I want to encourage you, take that step out of faith. Let God level you up in life. Let God use you and take you further. If you're saying, you know what, I need to get surrounded with people in my life that are going to help make me better. Hey, select a group that's going to help make you better. If you're saying, you know what, I, I, I just need to surround myself with people who will pray for me. Select a group. Get in a group who will pray for you. Listen, if you're saying, look, I, I just need to hear someone's testimony, then get in a group so they can share with you about their story and what God's done for them and let you experience the healing that God has for you. That is why we're a church of life groups. Not just with life groups, we're a church of life groups. We do life together. We help each other get better. We help each other stay focused. We pray for one another. We encourage one another. That is what we do. That is who we are. In fact, during this message, our life groups are going live right now. So if you want to join a life group or maybe if you want to lead a life group, there's an opportunity for you to do that on our website at RethinkLife.com slash life groups. Go check it out. The directory's live right now. Go sign up. Pick a group. Get in one. If you don't see a group that uh, appealing to you, guess what? I want to challenge you to think about leading a group. Anybody can lead a group. How, how is that possible, you may ask? Because it's possible because God can use your sphere of influence to impact people who are going to be naturally drawn to you. It's possible. We can, it's just doing life together. It's doing, it's being there for one another and it's encouraging one another and it's sharing God's word with one another. That's what a life group is. And so I want to close with this, okay? So go, go join a life group, lead a life group, surround yourself with people, share your story. But I want to end with these questions and I want you to ask yourself these questions. And as you're asking yourself these questions, let this be a filter for you when you go join a life group. There's these questions like, who do I hang out with? Who do I listen to? Who do I allow to hold me accountable? Who do I talk to about life? Who do I pray? Who do I ask to pray for me? Who do I spend time with? Who do I talk with God about? And then who is praying for myself? I want to challenge you guys to ask yourself that question. And I believe God is going to help you answer those questions. And through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the discernment that you have, you're going to begin to realize, I need to either step out, I need to separate from the crowd, I need to lead a group, or I need to select a group. I need to join a group. I need to do life with people. Or you're going to say, you know what? I just need, I need to surround myself with people who help me be better. Or you may feel inspired to share your story to help set someone else free. Can we all just bow our heads and pray together today? Lord, we thank you so much for today. God, we thank you for your word and what the revelation that you brought today. And Lord, I just pray that as I was speaking, God, that your Holy Spirit was moving in the lives of people watching online. I pray that they they gained a fresh understanding of what it's like to do life together and that we is greater than me. And God, I pray that we would help, help us to step out confidently. If we're feeling called to lead a life group, that we would step out in faith. If we're feeling called to join a life group, that again, we would step out in faith. And Lord, I pray that we would all understand and see that it's important that we surround and share our stories with one another. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you're here today 
and you're saying, Steve, I'm beat up. I don't know what to do. I just feel like at this point, no physical relationship is going to help me. Well, can I share one relationship that I know will help you? And that is to have a relationship with Jesus. And if you're here and you're saying, I need to know Jesus, I need a hope, I need a fresh start, I need someone who's going to help me be set free from what I'm going through in life, will you say this prayer with me? Lord, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. God, I accept that I am a sinner. And I ask that Jesus come into my life. Jesus, I accept you into my heart my mind, my spirit. And I ask that I live my life for you for the rest of my days. Lord, I repent of my sin. I turn from my wicked ways and I fix my attention and eyes on you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Jesus, for choosing me. Lord, I will live for you for all of my days. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, can we go crazy for those who just made that decision for Jesus? Hey, that is the best decision that you can make ever in your life. And I want you to know that you're not alone. Not only is Jesus with you right now in your heart and in your life, and you're going to live with him for the rest of your day, but you have a church that is here that cares for you and loves you. And so I want to connect with you after this. There'll be an announcement that pops up shortly after this. And I want you guys to go ahead and reach out and get connected. Hey, I love you all. I pray that this message spoke to you and inspired you to do life together because we is greater than me. Have a great day. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.